I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. What's going on, Rob? Hey, Kevin. What's going on? And we are graciously joined by a friend of the program. Is that an, an FOB? He's an FOB? Fre- FOB, friend of program? All right, yeah. Wait, pro- program, program, starts the program starts with a B. <laughs> Yeah, totally. F-O-B-P. We'll, make, we'll add a letter for the B is silent, and it's like with the Australian accent uh, in there. But yeah, we have John Whalen from us, from Play Taga with us uh, to talk some fantasy footy. John, welcome to the show once again, my friend. Thank you guys very much for having me. What's going, what's going on over your way? Not a whole lot, man. I mean, we rolled out a new app, or a new incarnation of our app, and we're beta testing a bunch of stuff that people have been asking us for on the FPL draft side, like auto subs and being able to change up the waiver order and stuff like that. And, um, you know, so that's been taking up a bunch of time. I've been writing over for uh, Sports Illustrated for Planet Football. If you want to find my weekly column, you can check me out there. A lot of my picks go up there now. And uh, that's about it. I've been kind of been kind of quiet on Twitter lately, but uh, had the opportunity to chat with you gentlemen uh, earlier this week, and thought it'd be a good time to hop on and, and chat in person. Sports Illustrated, good name drop, by the way. I, I dig it. Uh, thank you. Oh yeah, well, I invented ESPN, so there you go. That. Well, yeah. Well, my grandmother had ESPN, and she was in World War II. So, ooh, word. Oh wait, you meant you said ESPN. Never mind. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we've got a Robin, we've got a John, and I'm here uh, for what that's worth. Um, so yeah, there's obviously been some stuff floating out in the fantasy ether. Uh, remember how I told everybody to be calm that there'd be a lot of rotation and some random players wouldn't play? Th- that happened. Uh, and now, Rob, will let you take the lead on this, being a Chelsea man yourself, uh, we're hearing that Eden Hazard may be out again this week. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is just his uh, December uh, malaise to get more money and in, in via transfer. Uh, I, I don't know, but I don't like what's, what I'm hearing. I, you can't make sense of, what, of who said what and he said she said. It's like a Days of Our Lives Chelsea situation going on. I, um, you know, it's only, it's only Wednesday here in the States. You know, we'll probably get more uh, news by weekend break, I would say, about if, if and when or, or not and any if he's going to play. So... I mean, yeah, it's cool to listen to, oh, he's got a knee injury, and then the manager says one thing, and then he says another. But, you know, when it gets closer to game time, we'll have a better you know, better feel on it. Uh, I, I I think it's just, you know, a, a slow week of news, and there's extra days, so I think they want to fill it in with interesting fodder. That's my personal opinion. So can I follow up? Can I? Absolutely. Go ahead, John. Well, you no, raise I, your hand. Seriously, like, why do they need Eden Hazard to beat Bournemouth? They don't. Like, I, 
he could be perfectly healthy, and I would still think that he might be a scratch for this game. Mm. Yeah. Bournemouth had the well, second worst defense over the last five, with uh, I think it's nine goals conceded, maybe twelve. Yeah. Well, that's the funniest thing I think about the Diego Costa suspension. Uh, you know, the, with the three games and basically, you know, seven days that they have in the next three games, um, how is it not an awesome thing that he's not going to – he's out for the first game. His price is going to go down. He's probably going to sit one of the games anyway, so why not force his hand and have him sit the first one probably? And now we know, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, and now you know which one he's he's missing. He's, he's going to go down in price probably 0.3 or possibly 0.4 by the time – you know, he gets the next game gets kicked off on Friday. The yeah, following, yeah, Friday. it's insane. And not only that, but like, I mean, Chelsea has James York um, posted it on Twitter. He's the guy from um, Stats Bomb. He mm-hmm. posted an actual breakdown of the Premier League Christmas schedule, showing when the breaks are and, and talking about when the kickoff times are. Yeah. And so Liverpool has Liverpool and Southampton have by far the worst schedules because they're home, they're on short rest, they're home, then they come back, but they both come back less than forty eight hours later. To mm-hmm. play their their January second match, they're both traveling. Yeah, City City, City have that uh, two and three days as well. Yeah, <clears throat> Chelsea play on the twenty sixth. Then they're off until the thirty first. Then they're off until the fourth. Yeah, like it's amazing. Like they could not have been handed a better you know Christmas program to be able to you know maintain if not extend that lead they have at the top of the table. Yeah, but one of those matches is against the mighty Tottenham Hotspur, so you know that's a loss regardless oh, wait, of how much rest they have. They're still in the Premier League. Yeah, you didn't hear? No, because they haven't won anything ever, so I didn't think they were still there. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Um, but no, I, I I do think that's a good point, that, that the schedules are kind of so wonky. And it's uh, one of my friends was talking to me the other day, uh, and he was basically complaining about City's uh, chances and just pointed out, who's scheduling this that saw some people have four days rest and some people have one day rest and just be like, yeah, that's good enough. Send it out like that's, that's That's fair. It seems <laughs> fair. We'll, yeah. just, we'll just do it this way. It was like, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Send it out. Um, so, yeah, do keep an eye on all of that stuff. Once again, reiterating, there are about to be a whole lot of matches in a very short window. So do not be super frustrated when people end up missing. But I will say about Eden Hazard, it hasn't been great over the last few matches. Uh, I think it's four blanks in his last five. There's possibly an injury concern, uh, and are you ca- can you take that hit? Like I, I mentioned to you, Rob, whatever that was, two weeks ago, when I even had a semi-decent week, I still had two blanks in my team from yeah. a player that was hurt on my bench and a player that didn't play on my bench, and then two starters didn't play. It's so all of a yeah. sudden I have people literally getting me zero points because they never had a chance to play. So I, I just think it's hard to keep Eden Hazard rostered, especially yeah. if you have any other question marks in your squad. It, if you own Diego Costa this week and you own Eden Hazard, you've got to transfer one out to bring yeah. in a playable option. And probably at, at, to your advantage, like I said, Diego Costa going down and his price going down, depending on when you bought Diego Costa in, this is probably a good thing for you because the, the way you can transfer back into you know either Diego Costa or – you know, after next week is Sergio Aguero bring back day. So, mm. you know, you're going to be saving money there. That's all good for you. But, yeah, it, with the news going on, you if you go into this week and have both, you know, fa- uh, Fabregas, hello. Uh, <laughs> Hazard is owned in 35% of leagues. And, you know, even with all the drops that Costa has gone through already, he's still owned in 46% of leagues right now. So, you know, that's a ton of teams. And then with the news that just that I, I, I scantly uh, read about on Twitter, Twitter through all the uh, 
about the leagues and there's 39 percent of these of the teams in this of the four point whatever million are, are currently playing this that are, are dead or zombie teams they based that on basically nope nope that they didn't make a transfer in the last five weeks so mm. i mean you take those numbers in for for granted with the percentages because you have to factor in but you don't know who's factoring and where but that's still a large percentage of players that are on the question mark that may not play yeah, definitely interesting stuff there. Um, Rob, in terms of other things that are changing, you already mentioned a couple of guys whose prices may go up and down. Who else has been changing in price of late? Uh, you know, it's kind of slow for the because I think people are waiting till the to the end of the week because they have the extra day. So because the games don't start until Monday. Um, so, but on the price ups, uh, Cesar Aspilicueta has gone up. Uh, you know, if you look at the Chelsea defense, pick one, can't go wrong. Uh, Wilfred Zaha has gone up. You know. It's a little concerning that his price keeps going up and up and up, and he's leaving for the African Cup of Nations, maybe. Who knows? He may not. I don't know. Adam Milan has gone up, which is good because I have another question for uh, – I have a, we have a, a Liverpool fan or – right, John, you're a Liverpool fan, correct? A supporter? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see? So Milan has gone up. I think that people are, are moving away from what I want to ask John about in, in, in a couple seconds. Latan has gone up twice, and he's scheduled to go up again tonight so that's going to be plus three in basically three whole days of games uh and alvaro negredo has gone up as well uh now it leads me to the question for john john since you have been probably one of the biggest supporters i've ever met of my one of my favorites as well and that's roberto fermino aka bobby digital for his ownership right now he's owned in 13.2 percent of leagues his price tag is 8.6 are you nervous at all going on right now he's goalless pointless in his last six besides the minimum times yeah i mean it's it's a brutal stretch i actually transferred him out in the um in the fpl because i wanted to bring in christian erickson and um guilty sigurdsson a couple weeks back and i mean that worked out just fine i transferred in i think i transferred in erickson the week after he scored his goal against chelsea so i've had him for four goals and two assists and nice God knows, 40-some-odd points. Mm. And I brought in Sigurdsson uh, maybe the week after that. So I think I might not have benefited from his two goals and an assist against Everton and Crystal Palace, but I did get his 13 points against Sunderland. Mm. And um, But, yeah, I mean, I mean, Firmino had to make way there. I, brought, I took out Mane. I actually did a, a game-day transfer of Mane because I uh, thought he was going to get the uh, Della Ali, Musa Dembele three-match for violent conduct for his... Uh, Hadouken into the chest of uh, whoever that was. And um, so that kind of backfired. And, and I took out uh, Theo Walcott as well. I tweeted this the other day, you know, I, uh, <laughs> retrospectively thinking that with Theo Walcott was going to suffer from baby fatigue is possibly the worst fantasy decision I've made this season. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I pulled him out. I mean, the only benefit there was, you know, I made space to bring uh, Dimitri Paya back into the, into the fold. But um, no, I mean, yeah, the, the five blanks in a row are tough. Um, I was actually chatting with some other folks earlier this morning, and um, they pointed out that even in Taga, like Roberto Firmino is not, um, he may be the gold standard in terms of sort of like season-long consistency, but in terms of his recent output, he hasn't broken like 13 or 14 points in five or six weeks now. I think He's it's really 11. Still, I think it's 11. He hasn't broken 11 points in five yeah, six I, weeks? I own, yeah. him in the, I own him in the Experts League, and I, and I can't not start him, so I'm basically stuck with him, but I mean... right. You know, you and 11 stop. points is great. I mean, look, if, if your guy's giving you 380 points across the, the season, you're happy with him. But he's definitely not a first-round draft pick. I mean, he's no. not keeping pace with Alexis. He's not keeping pace with, uh, we know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, those two guys, actually, Zlatan and uh, Firmino, are now like half a point, separated by half a point in total points for the season. 
Yeah. I mean, um, but but from a from the official stamp official game standpoint, it's time yep. to move on. If you own Bobby Digital, you're you're moving on, correct? You're looking at. But say you want to stay with the stay with the uh, Liverpool, you know, midfield run here. Are you are you bringing in a Lallana? Are you trusting Mane for the games that he's here before he goes <laughs> to the Af- African Cup of Nations? Or are you peddling your wares somewhere else? And maybe you know when Coutinho comes back, that's where you'll go. So, no, actually, oddly enough, I am looking to bring Firmino back in for all of the reasons that you just um, highlighted. His total selection has fallen off precipitously over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. If you look at his uh, transfers out, negative net transfers three of the last four weeks, culminating with 124,000 net transfers out last week. His price is dropping. He's down to 8.5, 8.6. He's selected eight, by, yeah, 8.6. He's only selected in 13% of sides. So if I'm looking at Firmino um, versus Lalana, Lalana's already up over 17. Mane, I think, is gone. Coutinho, we still don't know what he's going to give you when he comes back. Um, so when I'm looking at these fixtures and we're seeing, you know, Stoke, Man City, Sunderland, it doesn't take a lot for me to remember what Firmino did against Man City last year. That, that Stoke and Sunderland match, you know, those are, those are going to be prime time for him to, uh, to post. And then that United away match on uh, the 15th of January – and that Swansea home match on the 21st of January are two matches we know that Sadio Mane is going to be gone for. Mm-hmm. No matter how far Senegal progresses, he's definitely gone for those two weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice five-match run there where I really yeah. like Firmino's chances of getting at least 85 minutes a match. Um, possibly the, the one rotation upcoming um, be, just because of Liverpool's con, you know, congested fixture calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, no, like as, as we're talking, I'm actually in the process of figuring out how I'm buying him back in. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, and pa, I mean, yeah, I just and that's that's not blind faith. That's just like that's trying to go against the grain at this point. Yeah, kind no, of I a mean, footnote in your comment there, but I'm much more interested in Coutinho as he looks set to come back. He's now four points or point four cheaper than Firmino, mm-hmm. and also only has four fewer points, despite the fact that he's already missed four matches, mostly because Firmino has done nothing over that period. And, I mean, there's not loads to suggest that it's about to get better until Coutinho comes back, and then he's the better option once he comes back. For me, anyway. That, that's fair, but he's definitely out for the next three matches. Then there'll be that international break. His coming back probably corresponds with Mane. It's a leaving. FA Cup. FA Cup break. The FA Cup, there we go. Yeah. Right, sorry. That's right. The next break's not until March. Um, yeah. So then, you know, he's going to come back. We haven't seen how Coutinho fares without Mane in the side yet. There's going to be a ton of expectation on him. And he's coming back from a really significant ankle injury. I mean, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he only gets 60 minutes in that first match. Mm. Um, if that, and you know, particularly if Liverpool are playing well, I think you're going to see Klopp being very careful with him. You know, he comes back for that match. That's a way to Man United. I mean, that's, that's not going to be cookies yeah. and milk. That's yeah. going to be brutal. And Phil Jones or whoever they designate is going to be hacking at that ankle as much as they can. Um, and then the following week, that 21st, is, is Swansea. And honestly, like Liverpool need to come out and just stomp their authority all over that match, be up 3 nothing at halftime, and let, you know, let Coutinho put up his heels for the second half. Yeah. So, and I will say that Liverpool have an annoyingly frustrating fixture list, basically through April, where it's like yeah, hard, easy, good, hard, easy, hard, good, eh, bad, hard, easy. Bad. Yeah, yeah. But then basically starting April 5th, everybody will want every Liverpool player because their running is pretty dang easy. Yeah. I would say April 1st. You know, I'm I'm planning on buying <laughs> as many Liverpool players as I can ahead of that, that Merseyside Darby. Darby at, at Anfield. 
And you're right. I mean, it's just, it's home Everton, home Bournemouth, away Stoke, away West Brom, home Palace, away Watford. Like none of these are, they're all real matches for Premier League purposes, but none of them are real matches just for FPL purposes. They're all just like run away and hide, score as many points as you can. Yeah. I'll I'll even say it starts earlier than that. I would say it probably starts in the middle of March with the Burnley fixture. There's nothing about the City defense that scares me. That's true. You know, especially especially them being at City. City does nothing for me defensively. But that might be the one match companies fit for. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's nothing there that that City is going to throw at Liverpool that, that they can't counter with their offensive capabilities. So, I mean, in the middle of March is basically their run-in is, is pretty pretty cake. True. But but <laughs> since we keep backdating, January does suck, though, with United, Chelsea, and Tottenham all being <laughs> top five defenses. And then you have, like, spot checks of Swansea and Hull in between them. Uh, it's just one of the – you're not going to bring in and then drop Liverpool players through that whole time. But uh, <laughs> kind of backtracking from my Coutinho thing, it would be easier to stomach that tough run of fixtures if it was mm-hmm. cheaper with someone yeah, like Solana. And and there's and Coutinho by the time he comes back is probably going to go down one more time. He's eight dot two right now. He'll probably go down one more time. He's owned in fifteen points. Oh yeah, I'm not leagues. saying buying him now. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying for the for the people with coupons that want to oh, yeah, you know yeah. go go to the you know. <laughs> for the later. fantasy store. Yeah, but for real, that's a great point, Rob. Because as soon as this Afcon guys hit, all of these injured players that like people are still kind of holding on to in the background that they're like, going to have to drop. They have to drop them if, mm-hmm. if you're a live team and mm-hmm. you lose. Uh, Riot Mares and I mean nobody has Riot Mares and Sadio Mane in, in all likelihood. But if you lose both those guys to Afcon, you can't then keep Phil yeah, Coutinho exactly. on, in the hope that he comes back and is immediately Phil Coutinho. I mean, there's, there's the list. The list of Afcon guys is is what twenty two now, I believe. It was twenty two and or it was, I think it was twenty two names last time I saw mm-hmm. it. I don't know, I don't know who's who's decommitted or committed or hurt right now, but but I mean, there's got to be some some teams out there that own multiple multiple guys on that list that have to make changes that are you know. To, to fix their roster. So that's a good point, John. Yeah, uh, Matip and Niam are the two that are uh, possibly facing sanctions if they decline to play in Afghanistan. Sanctions. Which is sanctions. I'm saying I'm, I'm sanctioning you. <laughs> um, what the result? Sorry, uh, Rob, are we got any price downs? Price downs. Uh, oh, also on the price ups, expected to go up tonight. Uh, Nathan Ake. Uh, ben Gibson for Middlesbrough. Is Nakia suspended this week? He is. He's still going up because if you look wow. at the, three of their next four fixtures are pretty cake. And if you want to count, I think they play Spurs in there, so it's probably four out of four. But Bournemouth um, have also been tremendously garbage in defensive weight. Yeah, and Nakia's not suspended. He's facing his parent club, so he's parent club. Yeah. From hey, there you there go. You go. So uh, Ben Gibson's also on the up Middlesbrough defense. Like him, uh, Alexis Sanchez scheduled to go up. And and everyone's favorite ugly white defender, Phil Jones. <laughs> so those are the expected ups for uh, probably going on tonight. And then on the downs, uh, Do, Daily, this is a, this is a good question though because Phil sure. Jones has been highly targeted. Uh, obviously, because it's in the segment. But um, do you guys think he plays now that Bay is back in training? Hmm. Be interesting. I mean, with the three quick fixtures, I don't think they rushed Bay through all three. Yeah. So. He still has some value, but his, his whole value for for the for defense was that he was the cheapest entry point into the United defense anyway. Exactly. So I mean, from that standpoint, if he doesn't play, you, you still hold the cheapest you know the cheapest ace in your yeah. deck. I I'm guess. sure I'm sure everybody would take two out of three. I think the concern is what if it's one out of three. Yeah, that well, that's anybody's concern, and yeah. you know, 
based based on what he's been doing. I mean, but, but your I, point is at that price point and with what he's been doing, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah. you know, with the automatic sub situation, you'd be fine. Hopefully, you'd be covered if you listen to us. This is not a time to have have the uh, the the four to four dollar four buck chucks on your bench right now for defenders. <laughs> Yeah, because you, uh, you can't afford to have somebody come in that's also getting no, zero points. Absolutely. Uh, so where were we? On the price downs. Uh, price downs, daily blend, seems out of favor. Phil Jagielka is just old and bad. Uh, Pedro has gone down for Chelsea. I think people are shifting their funds there because William has come and played for a couple games. Uh, Diego Costa has gone down twice, and he's expected to go down again. Uh, and then Kalechi Iannaccio has gone down again. Um, Which is hilarious because I would not be surprised if he starts this weekend. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm gonna I'll put this question out to both both of you: is, is Pep Guardiola the worst fantasy manager in the history of fantasy managers? Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> you have no I mean, idea who's gonna do it. Like all of a sudden, you have a player like Sane who's very interesting. Would you be surprised if all of a sudden he disappears at the weekend? No. No. It's okay. It's, I'm gonna I'm gonna make one caveat because yeah, he's by far the worst for the official. But Jose Mourinho at Manchester United and possibly Louis van Gaal at Manchester United in Tagus format, both take the cake. Oh, really? McTarrion disappearing or Memphis worst. disappearing? Yeah. They'll, and when they do play their most explosive players, they're like, hey, guys, just tone it down. Just play back, play back, like 20, 20 yards further back, 20, yeah. 20 yards further back yeah. every and there was single a, time. There's a time where they buried Di Maria, too. So, oh, yeah. yeah you, you are correct. Yeah, they just keep crushing like first and second round draft picks it's for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that has not been a fun time for sure. All right, um, cool. So wait, I interrupted with the Phil Jones thing. So wait, did we do downs or not? Man, I'm so yeah, I just did them. There, there was only cool. There, there's there was a there was only I gave like five or six names. There's nothing really significant that that's gone on this week. Transfers are a little bit slow and and on the you know on the come this week. So because of the later start, so I think people are waiting for news. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Uh, all right, now we will take a five-second break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, hey, look at that. We're back. It's still us. It's still Kevin and Rob and our friend John, who I randomly met in New York at a bar. <laughs> Uh, yep. Tale as old as time. <laughs> well, 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 to be fair, you randomly met me at a bar too. I did also randomly meet you at a bar. I, you know what? I like you. You were welcome. A, you were a fantasy bar fly. <laughs> I sure am. In fairness, I'm I'm at fault for both of those things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. 
It really is true. Uh, all right, now we will head into uh, start and sit, where we talk about players we think you should start and sit. See, see how we did that? See how we came up with that title? Masterpiece. Yeah, it's a massive stroke. It really is. The the music of genius. (laughs) Real men of genius. Do you remember those? Yeah. Those were the best commercials. Um, Anyway, uh, for uh, my starts, um, this is a super obvious one. We've already talked about him, but Ibrahimovic, not breaking news. He's the most transferred in player this week by a wide, wide margin. Doesn't mean it shouldn't be stated. Most shots on target in the Premier League. Now he scored five and five. He's third in goals. Total. Uh, the absence of Costa and Aguero makes him a super easy uh, move for people. Uh, on a less obvious note, I, we told you not to drop him. It was just that it was a bad run of, of fixtures for him. In fact, Crystal Palace had three top five defenses in the last five matches. Now they're through that. Um, so now I like Benteke again. Uh, going up against Watford, who a lot of people seem to think have a good defense, but they're fourth worst in the league. Uh, I think so they're watching like it with Benteke. a pirate patch. I don't know. <laughs> They only see the attack, and they're like, hmm, they're good. Also, oh, God, no, they wouldn't. Mm, they're rocking the double eye patch. <laughs> double. Uh, they're wearing, I think they're wearing, like, those glasses you have to wear when you look for the solar eclipse, and then even if you're oh, looking for the, the solar eclipse, you still can't see it. Yeah. yeah. Although, apparently, we're going to get, a, like, a huge solar eclipse in the U.S. next year, which is going to be dope. Um, <laughs> unrelated news. Uh, Dimitri Payet in midfield is my pick there. Uh, he, there's nothing really been worth writing home about for him in the official game, but his underlying stats are so good. Last week, uh, match week 17, he had the most crosses and the most chances created on the season. He has the most key passes in the league and is top 10 in assists, successful crosses and take-ons. Uh, and even the FPL game realizes it. Because remember that ICT metric that doesn't really make any sense? He's second in that, but is only 20th in scoring. And, and I, I just think with Andy Carroll back, Andre Ayew, you know, flirting with the starting spot again. I think we're about to see a huge upswing from Payet soon. Um, and in defense, uh, I like the Middlesbrough defenders. I really wanted to like Fabio long-term, but Friend is probably about to take that job back where they're both at 4-4 and kind of your low entry point comment kind of works here at 4-4. Just kind of get one of them in. They're the sixth best defense in the Premier League right now, so they're definitely of note. Manchester United, we already talked about Phil Jones, but any of them are great. And then uh, Chelsea, because duh. <laughs> you got Rob. Yeah. yeah uh, I'll start on defense. I agree with your Middlesbrough uh, defense. You know, I, I said Ben Gibson is about to go up. Uh, if you're looking to transfer in a defender, Ben Gibson is a good good call. He gets Price bonuses point. every time they get a clean sheet. Yeah, he's got he's got the most he's got the second most bonus points on Middlesbrough at nine behind Alvaro Negredo, who has eleven. Uh, his ownership is eight point seven, so that's pretty good differential for a defender. It's not awesome, but you know you're you're done. You're not looking for anybody who's owned less a lot in defense. Wow, that's great injury. Less a lot. Who isn't owned a lot in defense is probably not worth owning anyway. Uh, but at 8.7%, that's a pretty good differential. I also like West Ham again. Two clean sheets in a row. I, th- I see them coming together as a team. This is a team sport. I know it's fantasy, but it's still a team sport, and that's how the points are reflected on to you. Uh, through the midfield, uh, it's going to be kind of a wonky call, and I- I'm not one for-, for statistics usually, and Kevin knows this. I don't really like relying completely on statistics. But I'm going to go, because history's on his side, I'm going to go with Raheem Sterling as my midfield start. Mm. The reason why... He's got goals in two back-to-back boxing days. 
So it's going to make it three this year, and Pep Guardiola is going to prove me wrong by calling him the worst fantasy manager, and he's going to score again. Uh, <laughs> or Sterling's pro- he's just going to sit him, or he's not even going to be in the squad at all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That could happen too. But at his, pri- at his price, 7.6, and his ownership now is way down at 8.6%. He's actually becoming sort of a differential now. I don't want to say that he's he's a must own, but he's kind of a differential now that with the the way the pe- people were owning midfielders, you know, he's way down in probably like the twenty twentieth like ranked like owned player and through the midfield, uh, through the forwards, I, it's got to be Alvaro Negredo for me. Uh, his price six point three, uh, ownership is is rising as we speak. It's fourteen point three percent right now. Um, coming off a two goal game, a nice. Easier fixture for, I mean, Middlesbrough is not the greatest club, so any fixture is kind of a, a neutral neutral fixture for them. But, you know, any game where he seems like he's the favorite to score, and he's been on, he's a he's one of those, uh, I get on a roll players and continue that. So I pick him this week. Uh, John, did you, did you prepare any start and sits for us, or are you just going to wing it? No, I mean, I want to pick a, a couple of fights with you guys on some of yours. Oh, um, because... You know, I, I love Zlatan. Zlatan's in my 11 for this week. But I do think that this um, this love for him has really gone overboard. While he does lead the Premier League in um, shots and on shots on target, his five goals in his last five matches have come on six shots on target. I mean, he's being incredibly economical when they're, when they're getting on frame. And he's going to be up against Jordan Pickford. This week, mm-hmm. and Pickford's second in the league in saves. He only trails Tom Heaton. Pickford's got 67 saves. You know, he's a he's a fine goalkeeper in his own right. He's valued at 4.2 in the official game, and you know he's 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 fine. Like, there's nothing that says Manchester United won't take 27 shots, get 11 of them on frame, and score two goals. Mm-hmm. And if those two goals aren't Zlatan Ibrahimovic, then 40% of the FPL is out of luck. Yeah, uh, he's, he's very goal-dependent. <laughs> he's very, very goal-dependent. He's a six-foot-four version of Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, pre- I think that's pretty fair. Um, I would point out that uh, Raheem Sterling is actually one of the forwards that I picked this week because in Taga, Raheem Sterling is a forward, not a midfielder. But the assessment that he is borderline must-own while still somehow managing to be borderline a differential is spot-on. And if you can find a spot for him, uh, this is a great time to be investing. My one concern there, uh, my, I mean, my really my only concern there is that after um, this Hull match, they're going to travel to Anfield. I don't know what kind of Liverpool side is going to be getting run out there, but it's entirely possible that that match ends, like that Liverpool match ends like this uh, Merseyside Derby just did. And it's just like one goal laid on, like everybody's kind of logy. Nobody really wants to get stuck in which I guess would be kind of the opposite of the Merseyside Derby. But uh, like, I think the, the end result could be the same. Yeah, um, I agree with you. So if you're going down through and you're looking at the players that I'm thinking I'm going to definitely start this week, um, I still like uh, Ryan Mahrez a lot. I'm trying to squeeze every last inch of value out of him before he departs for AFCON. Um, the Foxes are facing the Toffees this week, and Everton have clearly shown that they have you know, by way, I don't want to, you know, make generalizations about mental disorders, but they are some sort of bizarre club that can go out and destroy Arsenal in fairness for 60 minutes and eke out a 2-1 win and then get just obliterated uh, by, you know, a lower tier opponent. So Leicester, I think there, um, I'm also looking at um, investing in Islam uh, Slimani with the exact same um, caveat in that 
if you're playing in a salary cap game, it's hard to bring him in right now um, because he is going to be off for AFCON. But for the next three matches, while Jamie Varney is out suspended, I think Slimani is the forward that you want to own over Musa um, or Shinji Okazaka or Leonardo uh, Aliua. I think that it's um, I think it's Slimani's job to lose, and you just have to think ahead to you know the 14th of January when you're going to have to transfer him out for for a month. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love Slimani in in cash games this week. If anybody's playing any cash you know formats for the for the slate games on Boxing Day, Slimani is a great investment. He's got a nice little price. Yeah, so you guys already touted um, that weird uh, Middlesbrough duo of Fabio and George Friend. I think, you know, um, Fabio's still been able to keep his spot, um, despite mm-hmm. the fact that Friend has been back healthy. I don't know how much of that is Fabio's form versus trying to bring Friend back in a little bit slowly. Yeah, which but I think they did last week, which is my concern. He did. Friend he he got 20, 28 minutes, I think, yeah. 29 minutes, something like that. Um, I, but I, I like those guys. I do want to give a quick shout, um, on forward to Mishi Bashoi because I think he is the one for one replacement. He's only played 78 minutes in the league so far this season. Um, he's made 10 substitute appearances. Doesn't he already have like I, three goals or something? Like he's got a goal and an assist. He has a goal and an assist mm-hmm. in 78 minutes. And they, they came in back to back matches on game week one and game week two. I'm like, and then we were all like, yeah, all right, our preseason predictions really made sense. And Diego Costa is going to be out the door because he's not an Antonio Conte kind of player. And then something <laughs> else happened, and now we're here. And, <laughs> but uh, so I like Bashuai a lot. I also do this week, like, um, because, because in Taga's format, Sterling is a forward, the Manchester City midfielder that I picked is David Silva. Silva's been on fire yeah. lately. Um, he's just—he's got, I, I think, a goal and two assists in his last three matches. He's never failed to hit ten assists in a Premier League season over the last five years. He has sixty-four total fantasy assists. Um, and don't forget—I mean, this is a guy. Yeah, his scoring has been pretty abysmal for the last year and change. But he did score twelve goals in two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. So while they're likely, uh, Pep's likely to start without a um, a real forward. Again this week because I think that Kalachi is, I think his time is past for at least this little run. Um, you know whether it's KDB that leads the line or it's Sterling that leads the line, it's not going to matter because what they're really going to do is they're going to play four attacking midfielders, yeah, and I, I think that every one of those guys could score a goal. Yeah, I think it's the same way they came out last week. I think De Bruyne is the quote unquote nine, but like you said, there'll be three or three or four offensive. Basically, they basically rotate up top. And I wouldn't be yeah. surprised to see no Lido at all either. Mm. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Novice is probably going to get 20 minutes at the tail end of that match. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be a wonky one. Yeah, um, I just hate, there's going to be loads of fantasy points. I just hate Pep for burying Ianacho because I think he has this. I think he has talent. I just don't know what. I think he's got naked pictures of somebody. And he's just not telling. He's not giving <laughs> up. He's not giving up the goods. Yeah. So I know you guys were talking about. I don't know how to say his last name. Bai Biali. Is that how we're? Baye. Baye. Okay, so Bailly is back and whatnot, but the player that I'm looking at in the Manchester United defense is Matteo Darmian because he has been playing consistently. He's been um, he's been very involved on the ball of late, and so again, um, I try and use like slightly deeper statistics to justify the moves that I make, even in salary cap uh, or in cash games, because I think that they end up bearing out. Uh, they they end up bearing fruit more more often than not, and he's been heavily involved in making interceptions. He's been heavily involved in pushing the ball back out to the flanks, 
And in this game against Sunderland, I could very much see Mourinho coming out with the, hey, we know we're going to win this game. Let's make sure we don't give one up. If we win one nothing, I'm fine with it. If we win 2 nothing, I'm fine with it. Darmian will get his clean sheet points. He'll be involved. He'll be a decent bet to pick up one bonus point at the tail end, three bonus points if he's the guy that gets the lone assist. I mean, mm-hmm. all of that I'm fine with. Um, and then in, in net, um, I'm looking back at the same kind of guys that we always do in this situation, right? I mean, I think that actually Darren Randolph is probably a decent bet against Swansea, although they're traveling. I do like Jordan Pickford to um, rack up a lot of saves against Manchester United. But if you're chasing a clean sheet this week, I mean, it's Chelsea and it's nobody else. Yeah. Bournemouth on the road, I mean, you know, Chelsea's at home. Bournemouth on the road is pretty abysmal. And Courtois, is, uh, he's locked down. I mean, there's, there's nobody better right now. Yep. I don't have any sits, guys. I'm sorry. That's all right. I, I just I got, want to start everybody. <laughs> I'm just going to counteract every one of your starts with all my sits. <laughs> Rob, it's time for you to hate, 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 hate. Uh, you, I'll, I'll jump right in. So, uh, so on forward, I'm going to completely disagree with John's call on Mishi Bashawai. Uh, he's got 16 minutes played since, since Halloween. Um, that's, that's a long time ago and I still dress up every day and it's not Halloween and I still look weird, but I don't get 60 minutes of play in the premier league. Um, for, for some reason he's being transferred in 8,000 times this week. I, I don't see it. I, I can, I can totally see Chelsea being completely obtuse here, playing Pedro up top by himself, playing William Sesk and whoever Moses and whoever else Hazard, if he's fit behind him and then subbing Bashuayi back on the thing, because I think. Conte sees him as a sub striker. I don't think he sees him as a start of the game striker. That's just me. Uh, through midfield, I'm gonna I'm gonna rip another one. Roberto Firmino is a sit again for me. I don't see anything there that is is trust trustworthy in the official game. Uh, I'd rather go. I'd rather own Lalana. I'd rather own. I'd rather own Lalana because of the price, and you can reinvest it somewhere else. Or I'd rather own Mane because he looks like he's on on his bike all the time, and Firmino's just watching him selling fruit by the side of the road. Um, on defense. Everybody, everybody who owns a $4 defenseman this week, I want to thank you for giving me some free points because there's going to be some blanks and people who own, you know, Jordi Amat, 13% of you, Ben Kingsley or Stephen Kingsley, 11.1%. Um, the days of owning a $4 defender from Swansea are over. Spend a couple more dollars. Go get a guy who actually plays 90 minutes, like the Neoms at 4.3, like the Callum Chambers at Middlesbrough at 4.4, like the Donald Loves at 4.0 at Sunderland, or like the Fabios at Middlesbrough at 4.4. Spend the extra couple shekels. You'll have yourself covered for Wendy Blank, and you know, you'll thank me later. You, you may not thank me later, but, I mean, these aren't great options, but at least they're going to give you minimum point return, whereas the Swansea guys, when they give up six goals, will give you minus points. <laughs> literally best case for those guys at zero if they don't play yeah <laughs> um for me my sit uh does not counter john stuff but it does counter yours and it's negredo he's the second most transferred in forward this week and i just kind of don't buy it yet 25th in shots on target borough are dead last in chances created and 17th in goals scored i i, I understand it's an easy move for people to make, especially for people that lost Austin or have lost heart with the Rigieri Hianacho, I just think it's a bit more of a mirage rather than an oasis. Um, he, he blanks all the time. The two times, I think he scored in three games this season. He just happens to have doubled in two of them. But I, I don't buy it at all. Uh, in midfield, we already talked about Hazard and all the issues there. 10.2, too expensive considering he might be hurt, blanked for the last five. And 
uh, is super high owned. It's it's not a positive thing for him at all at the moment. Although if he did play, he'd kind of crush Bournemouth. But after that, things get a little more iffy. And uh, for defenses, we already mentioned Bournemouth. Uh, I think both sides score in Leicester versus Everton, and West Brom will inevitably concede after the 80th minute. So there you go. They might also concede way before yeah. then, but yeah, they will that's, still that's concede after then. <laughs> It's a given. It's a yeah. given. The baggies will give up a goal after the 80th minute. For sure. All right, uh, Rob, talk us through your team, homebrew. Uh, I've already made two moves this week. I don't. I'm not against taking a minus. I don't care. Um, I've transferred out Diego Costa. I brought in Avaro Negredo. Um, using that savings, uh, I brought in. Do you I'm have doubling like eight up. bucks in your bank? No, four, three, four point two right now. Wow. Um, yeah, two point nine. Yeah, you got to bring it for the. You got to wait for the Aguero bring back. But I have a plan. So I made two moves. I traded out uh, Costa and Negredo. Um, I got rid of Ashley Williams and brought in Cesar Azpilicueta. So now I'm doubled up on defense oh, in Chelsea. Oh, you finally got your Chelsea guy. Yeah, I got two. I have Alonso and Azpilicueta hey. now. So I have a double at Chelsea at the back. Um, so my plan is this. Uh, next week, I can bring Costa back in for Kane. Use the savings that I have plus that to bring in uh, to bring Aguero back in. So I'll have Costa and Aguero up top with Benteke and still be able to form a team through the midfield that has Sanchez, Phillips, Lalana, Erickson, Zaha on defense. It's Alonzo Peters. Uh, I, I'm not listening to myself. I still own George. Because leaving somewhere, Aspilicueta, Charlie Daniels, and then in goal, I've Ben Foster and Jordan Pickford. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I also made a move already. Um, I brought in uh, Ibrahimovic for Costa. You know, the move this week. Um, lemming. Like, yeah, lemming. Looks like uh, back to front, I'm going to be playing Lloris. Um, I have to decide between Cedric versus Tottenham or uh, Smith versus Chelsea, which doesn't look super mm. fun. Um, uh, Jones versus Sunderland, Coleman versus Leicester. I'm not too worried about Leicester. So hit and miss. I, like the, the issue is, it's entirely possible that he's going to concede. By the way, I meant to get rid of Coleman like a month ago. Just there have been more pressing needs every week. Um, but Leicester is so up and down that you can be confident heading in. You're like, oh yeah, Leicester could just not show up, but they also could show up and score like three in ten minutes. Who knows? Um, Erickson versus Southampton. Sanchez Hazard is still in here, considering moving him. Obviously, as uh, the injury stuff ramps up. Uh, Matty Phillips against Arsenal, you don't love, but at his price point, there's no point in taking him out now. Uh, Benteke, hoping Origi actually shows up, although I'm a little concerned they may go false nine. And uh, Ibra at the tip of the spear there for me. Um, John, now that we both gave you plenty of time to look up your team. Oh, you want my team? Nah, you don't have to. No, I'm just just messing with you. So this week I got Christian Benteke and Meshe Vashuai starting up top. Um, I'm leaving Hazard in my midfield, um, knowing that I have either Patrick Van Anhal or Jermaine Defoe coming in as my first sub. Mm. Um, I'm rolling with Etienne Capoue because I love this match against Crystal Palace at home. I think this could be Palace Swans part deux. And if Watford's going to do anything, it's going to be off the boot of Capoue. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Same thing. I brought in. Uh, I brought in Siggy. Um, I was hoping that Lorente wouldn't be quite as efficient as he was, even though I did tout him um, to come back and, and to start bagging a couple goals, given the poor quality of opposition. Um, so I have Sigerson against Payet. I have both those guys in my team, and then uh, Christian Eriksen rounds out my midfield. And then in the defense, these guys crushed it for me last week. I think I posted 39, 42 points out of my defense. Um, but I have uh, Marcos Alonso, of course, Aaron Cresswell, Antonio Barragan. Um, 
who's playing for Burrow against Burnley away, and then Jordan Pickford against United. Uh, my other goalkeeper is Ben Foster, which was an economics move, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, I picked up a little bit of money on him when I bought him. Um, he's away to Arsenal this week. I do like Arsenal to bounce back a little bit. I also don't love the idea um, of playing a goalkeeper against Arsenal because I don't see Arsenal taking a lot of bad shots from outside. Um, it's it's an inside team. It's a make an extra pass and tap it in from seven yards team. Uh, there's no Phil Coutinho. You know, I mean, I guess technically they would claim that Granit Xhaka is their Phil Coutinho, but let's be realistic. <laughs> and um, so, I mean, I, I like Pickford a lot more against Man United, who are obviously just taking volume shots and not being particularly successful with it. Um, currently have the armband on Marcos Alonso, actually, because yeah. I'm not oh. sure, you know, to Rob's point, I'm not sure that Mishi actually gets the start. Uh, I'm not sure that Benteke can't get held down by... Um, by Watford's defense. I wanted to spend the four and actually trade out Jermaine Defoe to bring in Andy Carroll and drop um, drop Eden Hazard entirely from my 11 and have Andy Carroll there. But um, he's actually not as towering a presence over the whole city center backs as you'd think. He was listed at 6'4". Those guys, Curtis Davies, Michael Dawson, the rest of them, they're all listed at like 6'2", 6'3". So like, I'm not sure that Andy Carroll really has an advantage. I mean, as bizarre as that sounds, going up against like literally the doormat of the EPL, I, I still don't know that he has a huge advantage. He's got um, a man bun. That's what I know. He's got a man bun he, advantage. Well, if he would wear that in like a Firmino-esque top knot, I mean, oh that might God. actually help. Thank but, goodness uh, Firmino got rid of that. That was hideous. <laughs> hey, 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 John, to, to add on to your Alonzo as captain, are you, are you tempted at all because of that sexy looking free kick he took? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I tweeted that. I might have tweeted that at one of you guys, one of you Chelsea fans. I know a few of you all that I can't, I couldn't fathom that Marcos Alonso's fantasy value was going to keep going up. But now they were giving him free kicks from inside striking distance, yeah. and like all of a sudden, like we're dealing with somebody who's peak late in Baines. I yeah. mean, he's I mean, phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I think this this ends the the reign of David Luiz taking a free kick. I mean, it should, well, yeah, well, well. especially a left footed free kick. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and uh, um, captain choices. Well, right now I have it on Alvaro Negredo, but I, it's just only because he's the last sub I wrote. <laughs> don't leave it like that. Although, I don't know if you saw, John, um, two weeks ago uh, when Hazard <laughs> randomly missed, uh, I had selected Costa as my vice captain, but hadn't it hadn't took for some reason. Uh, so it ended up being Matty Phillips, who then ended up getting an assist and Costa blanked. Sometimes oh, that's awesome. better to be lucky than good. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I put it on uh, I put it on Kalechi uh, two weeks ago, yep. and then he got subbed after 63 minutes, and then I was at my brother's wedding, so I started an unchanged 11 for the midweek match uh, when both he didn't play and Eden Hazard, my vice captain, didn't play, so I took zero for my oh. captain. That was great. But even yeah. with those two blanks, I am still scoring at least 10 points with my captain, excuse me, at least eight points with my captain in 12 out of 16 weeks. Nice. That's good. That's good. That's good turnaround right there. That's. I mean, but from captain standpoints, I mean, you got to like Alexis Sanchez this week. Ibrahimovic is probably a good call. Um, you know, anybody but Harry Kane. That's all I say. <laughs> yeah, against Southampton, you don't really like that a whole lot. My team is weirdly very unprepared for this week. Uh, very glad I brought in Ibrahimovic because basically none of the other ones am I super thrilled about. I mean, you got to imagine Sanchez will do something, but you know, is that are you willing to throw the C on him for that? Yeah, I mean, it, it is the baggies. You know, maybe he'll get that one after 80. <laughs> right. Dude. Also, I mean, Benteke against Watford would be a little crazy, but... Uh, but I like John's call that it could be a 5-4 goal fest. Yeah, it really could be. 
you know um but yeah so so kev what, what's the random qu- i know we when we always have guests on we always throw a random question i have one if you want maybe use this one. Oh yeah or, you you go and then i'll go how about that all right john it, it's it's a it's a it's a there's no wrong answer here it's just what you would prefer all right it's it's summertime and you're looking around at all the things that you're supposed to be looking at you prefer yoga pants or white jeans Yoga pants, white jeans are awful. Oh, come on! It's Think after Labor it. Day, bro. You can't be wearing white <laughs> jeans. Get the heck out of here, please. I said it. I said in summer. Oh, white jeans are awful. I mean, you want to throw on like white capri, like lint, like those. That, absolutely, are, like that is they, my, probably they, my favorite. I just don't think somebody. you've seen them on the right person. Yeah, that's fair. But like, <laughs> as a concept, white jeans are just terrible. Like me, like me, in some like. Rut, like some tough skin white jeans. Ooh boy, like a rat T-shirt. Like yeah, yeah, no, no, you, yeah. you look good. Yeah, no, awesome. maybe, yeah, maybe like a striper. I'd probably wear a striper shirt. Oh, dude, no, the, wear a belly shirt. I'm more of the Christian rock, and then I, I would fray the bottom and put like little puka shells on the bottom. Yeah, dude. I could. I, I think. You, I think you'd be able to rock that, bro. G. Straight up G. <laughs> so that means you're rocking double pukas, because I mean, I know you're not going to take off your puka necklace. No, no, no. All about the poop. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I will say a bit more seasonal. What are each of your favorite Christmas movies? Mm. Mine's pretty easy. I'm going to go white. I'll go white Christmas. Man, now i got to think a different one. White Christmas is so good. Yeah. John? Can I go trading trading places? Yeah, Does absolutely. Sure. Die hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but actually, though, how about yeah. just? I know Gremlin, it's, Gremlins is a Christmas movie too. <laughs> I know it's a kind of chalk to pick, but Elf is just ever since it came out has been like it vaulted so high up there. I mean, you can go Holiday Inn. You can just say Holiday Inn if you don't like White Christmas. You can go another old school movie. Yeah. I like old school movies. I'm I mean, White Christmas movie. is brilliant. It's yeah, it's so good. So um, nobody's nobody's picking Reindeer Games. <laughs> nope. Mm, that was a good Ben Affleck movie, right? He was in that, Ben Affleck? He, he was in that, yeah. Gary Oldman was in that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Reindeer Games. Huh. Like, what's your favorite Kwanzaa movie? Um, with that, we're out of time. So, if uh, you guys, well, I don't know. Hold on. John, John tell them tell yeah. where we can find all your stuff. Oh, you guys can find me everywhere. I'm on Twitter.com, the internet. <laughs> oh, you're, you're on the Twitter.com? You can Skype me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can find me at Fantasy Gaffer on Twitter. Uh, you can find a bunch of stats and information about start sits, things like that, at Playtaga. Um, I write a weekly column at Sports Illustrated's Planet Football that you can find uh, just by Googling fantasy and Sports Illustrated soccer because it's the only thing that comes up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, playtaga.com, blog.playtaga. Um, I have an article up now, which is on the um, best clubs uh, calendars. It, it actually posted before game week 16, but it looks at every club's schedule, game week 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. Uh, gives a little bit on that. And uh, give a quick shout out to one of our other writers, uh, Luke Wilkins. Luke just put up a post up specifically about Boxing Day, which everybody should read and retweet. It's, it's a great post, um, but it really examines the myth that Boxing Day is this surfeit of uh, attacking points. Um, you know, there are obviously those big boxing days in the history of, of the uh, English top flight that linger long in the memory and get regurgitated by the press every single season. 
but in recent years, there's been a little bit uh, more fluctuation. And Luke does a great job delving into it, um, looking at which teams have been traditionally successful on Boxing Day, which types of players have. Uh, I think it's worth a read. And you can find me, Rob Langevin, on Twitter at Smokey underscore Lugie. You can find my writings and my musings on Razzball.com. And you can find me and Kevin lurking everywhere where John currently resides. We're in the bushes right now. We're, we like what he's done with his furniture. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm using... <laughs> no, I, I think it's maple. Is that maple? That's maple, dude. That's maple. It's walnut. You weren't even close. <laughs> it, it is walnut. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Or are you just done? I, I was done. I was <laughs> you, done. You gave up. You can, you can find the mature one who ended the whole wood conversation, who is probably the only one amongst the three of us going to actually discuss wood because... Um, if everybody, these other two gents know my profession, so that's fine. That's cool. Hey, man, all we're saying is that Rob loves wood. Uh, I'm Kevin DeVries at KevRoff on Twitter. Uh, as I mentioned, you can find us everywhere, including uh, at VIPBet.com, where we do our DFS videos these days. Uh, also, the FPL Roundtable. Wait, this is that. Um, oh, right. <laughs> I also write for the Eagles Beak, and he writes for. Uh, Razball.com, which I'm sure you mentioned. You click on the little soccer ball over there. Uh, oh, and this also goes out on All in Sports Talk, which there will be some changes to, but we'll talk about more of those when that becomes public. Uh, but for the time being, you can still check it out at AllInSportsTalk.com, uh, at AllInSportsTalk on Twitter, or on their app, which is both in the Apple App Store and on the Google Play Store. All right, well, big thanks to John for joining us. My pleasure, guys. Love being on with the two of you. Hey, and we'll be back sometime next week. We haven't really worked out a schedule for how we're going to deal with this crazy winter fixtures, but we'll be back sometime with more fantasy knowledge for your ears. Uh, So tune in then. Peace. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.